Morning Teacher. I'm Noelle Pickering. On the Good Morning Teacher podcast, we bring practical solutions to busy teachers because you can love your job and leave your work at school. Join us each week to talk through tools and strategies that help you maximize your time and effort both in the classroom and at home. I'm excited to cheer you on as you face the week ahead. Good morning, teachers. You're listening to episode number 27. Last week on the podcast, I shared my do's and don'ts for getting your classroom set up. These tips will save you time and energy as you get ready to welcome your students this year. If you missed it, you can listen at maneuveringthemiddle.com slash episode 26. Today, we are going to talk all about routines and procedures that I would recommend you thinking through teaching to your students, and then practicing over and over again. So let's channel our inner Harry Wong as we dive into routines and procedures perfect for middle school students. Let's do it. August is here, which means that the first day of school is upon us, right? And there's always that question of, should I teach routines and procedures that first day or those first couple days, or should I do something fun and engaging? And I really believe you can do both. So routines and procedures are literally built into the fabric of our classroom. Everything we do is going to be balanced and taught through a routine and a procedure. Our students are going to be more effective in their learning, we're going to be more effective teachers when we have solid routines and procedures. So whatever you decide to do on the first day or the first couple of days, make sure that you are incorporating routines and procedures and teaching those um, that will allow students to be more successful and also for you to enjoy your ability to teach in your profession better because your students in your classroom are is well managed. Remember, you're doing this now so that your classroom can run smoothly in November and December and January and February and March. Your future self will thank you for taking the time up front. I know I always felt the pressure to start content and every year I wish I had taken just a little bit longer. So you may be asking, well, what routines and procedures are a must? And that's going to really vary depending on your personality, your classroom, the technology you have, and your school expectations. So today I wanted to share my top five that I think will apply to most middle school teachers. First up, group work expectations. I love when students work in groups. The conversation, the collaboration, and the way my classroom ran, it was just a non-negotiable for me, which means I had to teach them how I wanted them to work together. And this is not something you can teach one time. It's going to be taught and retaught and reinforced over and over again until one day you're going to look up, everyone is going to be working and on task and conversing about math, and you will smile and know all of your hard work was worth it. Trust me, that moment is worth it. So hands-on and engaging activities are super important, but the challenge is that Without a routine or a procedure, they can often lead to students getting off task, which would make pulling small groups or rotations more challenging to manage. And then you're less likely to actually want to do this or want to have students work in groups. And it becomes this big challenge and big um, problem that 
a routine and a procedure can solve, especially if you teach it right up front. So right off the bat, we want to communicate to our students exactly what we want to see happening while working in groups. And as a note, just remember, you don't want to try and teach all of this at one time. You're going to teach the procedure as you get to it for the first, I would say, month of school. So here are some ideas to consider. How does a partner ask for help? And how to teach students to work together. So not just, oh, I'm going to write down what this other student is writing, or I'm going to copy my partner. How to communicate, how to work together, how to ask for each other for help. Maybe another one would be how to treat the materials. Are you using task cards or stations? Is there technology? Are you using manipulatives? All of those things, treating the materials respectfully, how to put them away, get them out, all of that. How to use your voice appropriately during group work, right? What is that volume level that you expect with the group and then as a class? How to get help if they're stuck. So let's say your students are working in partners and both of them are stuck. They have done as much as they can. How do you want them to get help? And then how do you want them to move about the classroom when you're working in groups? Um, Do they need permission? Is this a free movement activity? Talking through those things and then modeling those things. The first day of school is great for this. You can teach the routine. Students can start working with their group or their partner, and then you get to circulate and actually meet your students. Procedure number two, and this one's a little bit tricky, cell phones, especially in middle school. I firmly believe there should be a school policy that everyone follows. I think that helps with consistency across the board and really cuts down the question of, can I get my cell phone out, right? So my first suggestion is to get clarification and rely on that policy first and foremost. My second suggestion is just to be consistent. Are students going to use their cell phone in class today as part of the lesson? If that's a yes, then add it to your agenda slide. Make a little note, use a little picture and icon. If you set the expectation that you will be learning math for the entirety of the class period and teach students that our brains really can't actually multitask or do two things at once, then you really can continue to refer back to this as the year goes on. Now, there are a lot of ideas floating around the internet and on Pinterest. For example, I heard about a charging station in your class for students. And I'm going to share this with caution and a huge caveat because you need to use discretion. I do foresee a cell phone walking away and then that being a big issue that you do not want to have to deal with. But a charging station does incentivize students plugging in their phone and leaving it there so it's no longer a distraction in class. And if you don't think this is going to be a challenge, let me tell you a tale of a coworker. One day, her students finished early and she allowed them to use their cell phone. After she learned about the school policy, she then spent the entire year responding to questions of, can we get our cell phone out when they were finished with their work? Whatever you decide, be consistent and try and handle any issues without a big fuss. I think that builds relationship and builds rapport and students know what to expect when they walk into your classroom. Routine number three, entering the classroom, which also brings up the idea of exiting the classroom, but we're going to stick with entering for today. And obviously this is important to teach because it happens every single day. Every day students will walk into your classroom. What do you want the students to do when they come into class? Where should they look for directions? What materials do they need to have? Can they chat with their friends until the bell rings or do they need to get started right away? 
I personally love to set up my classroom where students entered and were immediately able to grab any materials they needed for the day. And then this was reinforced by what I called like a welcome slide where I had the agenda, the materials needed, and then a warm up for them to get started. When I taught at a PBIS school, I would immediately walk around when the bell rang and I would hand out little tickets to those who are following the expectation, praising them aloud. This helped to reinforce what I wanted to see happen, gave um, positive reinforcements to students who were on task, and then it incentivized um, students who were off task to get on task quickly. This really helped to set the tone for the classroom and it communicated that expectation that every minute of class was important. If you're not at a PBIS school, then I highly recommend a Jolly Rancher. It is amazing to see what a middle school student will do for a Jolly Rancher. Now we already discussed cell phones, but let's chat about classroom technology. After last year, it is much more likely that your students will have a device of some sort. So here are some questions to ask yourself and that you might plan to teach your students. First, how should students treat the technology? When does the device need to be charged? Can they change the settings? Are there consequences for damage? And I would say that you probably have some sort of technology agreement here for your campus. So you want to know what that says. What websites are okay for students if they finish early? Can a student listen to music? What happens if their Chromebook isn't working properly? How do they get help logging in? And then how will you know that they're listening to you while their devices are out? I like to show a little Pac-Man figure and ask students to fold their screen to 45 degrees, kind of like Pac-Man, when I was giving an instruction or needing their attention. Lastly, the first day that you are getting them all set up, literally that is your objective for the day. Do not try and plan to teach anything new. Plan to have something paper-based for them to work on while you're helping students navigate the various technology challenges. I would teach students how to make a bookmark to your LMS or your class website so they always have a central location to go to. And this will save you so much time and make it easy for you to update or share links or websites with your students. If you're flipping your classroom, then you may have some additional routines and procedures about technology at home and what it looks like to bring their technology back to the classroom. So just keep that in mind and try and think through all of the different things. And then remember, teach, practice, reinforce. And lastly, if you have been in the classroom, you know there is likely a sticking point or something very specific that you want run a certain way. If this is your first year, don't worry, you will know soon. It might be the way students push in their chairs or pass out papers or what to do if they're missing a pencil, right? Keep that in mind and then when you discover what it is, teach that routine right away. Remember, it is never too late to teach a routine or to reteach a routine or to make a new routine. You don't have to teach them all in the first few days. You are actually constantly going to be teaching them. And then one day it will all start to click and it will feel natural and you will feel like you are not teaching quite as often and you will see the desired results. So as a quick recap, there are five must teach routines and procedures for middle school. First, group work expectations. Second, cell phone policy. Third, entering and exiting the classroom. Fourth, how to use the technology in the classroom. And then fifth, that one thing that might make you crazy, right? So be sure to take the time to think them through and then teach and reteach them as you start the year off. 
happy August. I know some of you are well into summer break and some of you started back this week. Please know that I am happy to join you along the journey and will continue to provide ideas that can maximize your results and minimize your efforts in the classroom. I am rooting for you. You can tag us at Maneuvering the Middle on both Facebook and Instagram. If you've been loving the podcast, then we would really appreciate a five-star review. It helps us to be found by other teachers. For all of the links, resources, and freebies mentioned today in one easy place, check out maneuveringthemiddle.com slash episode 26. I'm Noelle Pickering, and you've been listening to the Good Morning Teacher Podcast. Until next time, friends, make it a great week.